Shim Shacks, Ski. <laughs> I worked hard for that. <laughs> and an old lady wearing men's socks with a bad attitude. Brent. <laughs> <laughs> sure, words have never been spoken. <laughs> Today we're going to be going over a Season 7, Episode 18, Ebb Tide 6, The Wrath of Stan. I like that title. Yeah, I did too. You know it's a take on, right? It's Star Trek, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it would be ironic if I didn't, considering that we always... <laughs> Again, I, I know I've, I've said this before. We always mention the Star Trek alumni that are mm-hmm. guest actors, mm-hmm. um, even though I'm not that big of a Star Trek fan. Yeah. Brent's the biggest of our group, yeah. but I'm sure there's a lot of the Star Trek that you have not watched. Correct? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's just so much content out there. Oh well, yeah. yeah. But you watch? Have you watched Picard? No, I, oh. I'd really like to, um, and I'm sure I will at some point. Yeah. Um, but I've not yet. Um, but I will say I made a concerted effort. Um, to sort of get caught back up on my Doctor Who, oh, whatever. Nice. Um, and so I've now seen a 64% of it. And with the exception of three stories, I've seen everything from 1987 through now. Oh, wow. So, Very nice. So that's, that's some time. So most of your 36% is pre-87 then? No, after 87. Um, so I've seen... All the 87 season. I've seen a fourth of the 88 89 season, all of the 89 season, and then the 96 movie, and then the 2005 season through today. Oh, okay. Now, do they make a new season every year, though, or does it just skip around a lot? Um, it They're on a pretty good schedule now. Like this year, they're not really doing a season, they're just doing three movies, mm-hmm. you know, okay. um, and then they'll start up the regular season season next year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but it's, yeah, it's that stuff from, you know, 63 to, you know, pretty much 85. Yeah, are those it's just like hit and miss. BBC movies then, or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, although uh, you guys will be excited. So starting, the new stuff's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Oh, very um, cool. So. I'll be excited to have another thing on there that I probably won't have time to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be nice to see it sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I did have a couple uh, listener interactions. Um, okay. But before I get to that, would you guys like to know um, a couple other options? That yes! I consider? Yeah. Okay, good deal. I considered uh, introducing Ski as a heartless Shylock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I considered introducing Brent as a, a man who wears olive oil canisters for shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to go with your uh, your men's socks. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I bought a pair of two pairs of Simpson socks the other day. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I didn't wear them tonight, but I almost did. Wrong this got a character on there, or it said just um, say the Simpsons or something. No, um, the <laughs> it's like they are just black socks with the Simpsons yeah. written in white. They'd still be Simpson socks, would <laughs> they not? True, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, blue pair has Homer on them, 
and the red pair has Bart. Oh, very nice. Or maybe it's vice versa. Um, but yeah, one or the other. So thank you, Five Below. <laughs> Would you consider wearing a pair of O.J. Simpson socks? <laughs> <laughs> I would. I, I can't. Those the, things are murder on your face. <laughs> from the naked gun. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. oh. <laughs> have you, you guys, have you guys, uh, probably not, um, the uh, new Muppet Mayhem show? Have you guys been watching it? I've not even heard no. of it. Oh, it's really, really good. Um, and there's like a new Muppet that's on there, and she's like an elderly lady, like a crotchety woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Sophia she's esque. Yeah, yeah. And she's like the former lover to Dr. Teeth. Because the whole show is about Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Band. Oh, okay. And they're finally recording their debut album, you know. Um, <laughs> but she's like his former lover. And at one point, you know, he's trying to, you know, get back into her good graces so he gets her some compression socks. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least she can feel the squeeze. And Cassie got the biggest kick out of that. So every once in a while she's like, feel the squeeze. <laughs> but then, like, and that was funny and everything, but then they're like, there was a later episode where, um, like, she shows off her compression socks and she, like, pulls them off. And then she has, like, her little puppet toes. She's <laughs> wiggling at them. And then he, like, gets excited and starts rubbing on them. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> that starts to feel like that's somebody's king because that's exactly. uh, is, is making that show. Exactly. Was that one directed by Tarantino? Or? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. But that was really, really good. Anything else before I give you these couple listener interactions? No, no, let's go. Okay. Go for it. Right, with these, they alternate in. Or did you have all the intros? Yeah, I'll give you gotcha. a, a couple alternate intros. Um, yeah. Didn't go too, didn't have too many things that stood out to me on this yeah. one. Um, mm-hmm. But And and those two that I particularly liked yeah. uh, that I picked. So. Yeah. I do feel very Shylocky today. <laughs> <laughs> glad to hear. I'm glad it was appropriate for the day. <laughs> uh, well, these are both. So, so we assume you didn't take a gift to the party? <laughs> No, we did. <laughs> but my wife bought it. Oh, okay. I just got some credit for it. <laughs> did she use your money? I mean, it's all my money, right? No. <laughs> well, I'm glad she doesn't listen to this. Yeah. I mean, I, she would be someone who would yeah, find yeah, it funny, though. Laugh. Like, there's no part where I think she'd be like, oh, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're know, done. The, the last straw. Yeah. <laughs> but just make sure those checks keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we had gotten a couple comments on our one of our more recent episodes that's released. Now, this mm-hmm. one, of course, is going to be out in a few weeks, but this mm-hmm. is from Season 7, Episode 11, mm-hmm. Room 7. Um, okay. We got one from Lisa. Okay. And both of these were, um, well, the one from Lisa, she just put, send a possum to Room 7 and tell my daughter it's chicken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's funny. Yeah, I like that, too. I, now, I want to say the interactions I'll be talking about this week and maybe next week mm-hmm. I have not replied to yet, oh, yeah. but I will have replied to them by the time gotcha. these come out. So. Very, very nice. I try to reply to everything that I see, but sometimes I'm a bit slow on it. Mm-hmm. So. Life happens. Mm-hmm. And then we got a, um, a message from a new person, Adriana Herring. Okay. Um, I don't believe we've got any messages from her prior. Okay. Welcome, Adriana. Uh, yes, But indeed. she said, uh, soup plantation was uh, my favorite <laughs> soup and salad, um, and it got axed with the pandemic. <laughs> I still miss it. It had clam chowder and mushroom soup. Uh-huh. You guys brought back memories. Nice. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to bring back fond memories. Hopefully it wasn't too painful, though, yeah. since, uh, since it's gone now. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think Ski considers it a life well worth living if you can bring back happy memories about a plantation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ski feels like there, is there any other kind? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm enough like Bernie Sanders that soup really is up my alley. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't have any other uh, any other things to mention today. Well, I guess I will mention that uh, Christy, who I talked about, I think one of our recent episodes, is a, yeah. a new listener, yeah. and she uh, did request a, a, some. She did request one of our stickers, oh, so nice. we'll be sending that out. Very nice. And then also, uh, I think I might have mentioned this on a prior episode, but I'll mention it again because I'm again this is something I'm a bit behind on. Mm-hmm. But um, but Jennifer had requested a, mm-hmm. a replacement stickers because oh, hers nice. had gotten a bit worn over okay. time with yeah. her travel the world traveling. Yeah, gotcha. So I need to make sure they to were send confiscated those confiscated by Mexican customs. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. They're just too fine a quality. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be their new flag. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll be sending those out um, to both of them. And, and if yeah. anybody else is listening that has never requested to get one of our logo stickers, <laughs> let us know. We'll be happy to send them out. Maybe yeah. a little slow, but they'll definitely get yeah. sent out. And if you're someone like Jen who has uh, already worn hers out and needs mm-hmm. new ones, we'll do that as well. Indeed. Yeah. Just, just reach out. We'll be happy to. So. Yeah. But that's all I've got for today. So, uh, Brent, you're doing our recap today? I am. All right. I am. I'm looking forward to it. Me as well. Yep. He is. He's given us a, a little bit of preview, though. Mm-hmm. Like, as, as it's a little heavy on the uh, wording compared to what it normally is, it right? It is. It is. Um, so this week, you know, I've decided to play with the format just a smidge. Okay. okay. I'll actually be doing two recaps of this episode. All right. And you, dear listener, can submit any differences you notice to Alan. <laughs> if he agrees that there is a difference between the first recap and the second, he'll reward you with a collectible Sophia's Choice sticker. Nice. So so in this case, <laughs> we just offered theoretically. Uh-huh. Theoretically, you could read the same recap twice with one small variation. Theoretically. Okay. And, theoretically. And then I'm just going to have to see if that person... Mm-hmm. Just that one, yeah, and also see how consistent you are with your reading, just to make sure whether it was purposeful or exactly <laughs> accidental. And no, and no fair, just pointing out a you know a different emphasis on a different syllable. Syllable. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys know me; I'm a family man. You mm-hmm. know, I have obligations. You know, and I actually don't have time to be writing multiple recaps. <laughs> I love the idea that that is what you consider your family. <laughs> <laughs> your obligations. I, I have obligations associated with them you know i have to be an attentive father <laughs> and husband and everything so i like the idea that for 11 months out of the year they're obligations but for one month they're deductions yes, exactly. <laughs> that's when you love them the most exactly. um so anyways i decided to outsource the first recap okay but you know i'm also a family man on a fixed income okay. so i can't be paying some hipster on fiverr uh, right. to be writing golden girl recaps for it's me it's pretty legit yeah yeah that's- so basically, I turned to the AI uh, that I keep hearing about. So <laughs> I went to uh, chat.openai.com, okay. and I had it write my first recap for me. Nice. And That's so, super awesome. I'm yeah, excited about this. At chat.openai.com, I entered the following. Tell me about the Golden Girls episode, Ebb Tide 6, The Wrath of Stan. Okay. Okay. So this is the recap that I received, and, you know, Pay attention, because there just might be a few differences between this AI-generated recap and the one that I actually wrote. I don't know. AI is pretty pretty intuitive nowadays, Brent. <laughs> and I'd imagine that with whatever you typed in, and it probably looking up your online profiles, uh-huh. listening to our old episodes, it probably could have almost exactly imitated you. <laughs> could have. <laughs> it could have. Okay. They've learned to imitate you exhortly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So anyways. 
you'll be able to tell when I've stopped reading the AI generated one. Okay. So we won't be talking anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll give you a moment to let that sink in. All right. So Emtide 6, The Wrath of Stan, is the 15th episode of the sixth season of the popular TV sitcom, <laughs> The Golden Girls. It first aired on February 4th, 1991. <laughs> In this episode, Dorothy's ex-husband, Stan, played by Herb Edelman, returns to town after being released from prison. <laughs> he, he convinces Dorothy to go on a cruise with him to rekindle their relationship, but she is hesitant. Meanwhile, Blanche is upset when her boyfriend doesn't show up for a date, and Rose becomes obsessed with winning a Jeopardy-style game show. As the, cruise, <laughs> as the cruise progresses, Dorothy realizes that Stan hasn't changed and is still the same manipulative and dishonest person he always was. She ultimately decides to end things with him once and for all. Meanwhile, Blanche's boyfriend shows up and reveals that he had been in a car accident, which is why he didn't make it to their date. Rose's obsession with the game show leads her to become a contestant, but she loses in a humiliating fashion. <laughs> Overall, Ebtide 6, The Wrath of Stan is a classic episode of the Golden Girls that showcases the show's trademark mix of humor and heart, as well as its ability to tackle serious issues like relationships and betrayal while still being entertaining. I mean, that that so perfectly described the episode. <laughs> it really spot, did. spot on, even. I, yeah, I mean, I, I almost felt like I was just literally watching it you uh -huh. know, unfold before my eyes, before exactly. <laughs> my ears, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, we will have a few discrepancies between that and what I have written, okay? But with that being said, I'd we'll watch to, that we'll episode. To, oh, sure, yeah. You know, we'll have to listen keenly. Exactly. I think if the AI-generated episode was a real episode, seven and a half slices of cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think we also have to take into consideration, like, you're an intelligent man, okay? You're mm -hmm. one of the smartest guys I know, maybe the smartest guy I know, and that's high praise because that's against Ski here. So you, you two are... <laughs> You two are neck and neck okay. um, as far as that goes. But this is computers we're talking about, Brent. Uh -huh. They have far more knowledge and access to information than we do. So mm -hmm. I think the – I'm getting kind of the indication that you think your recap may be more accurate mm -hmm. than the computer's recap. Yeah. And right. I'm not sure if I feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Our computer overlords need to know who's on their side and who's not. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so – Very vain, right? Yeah, exactly. To I assume fully that we can be better or even mm -hmm. half as good. Exactly. Yeah. If they need to I, use me as nutrient, then I am more mm -hmm. than happy to submit. Yeah. <laughs> as nutrient. I, yeah. Exactly. I would – well, thank you for the compliments, mm -hmm. you know uh, – Regarding my smartitude. Or, um, Smartitation, I thought. It's smart, yeah. smartliness. It's Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd like to, you know, right back at you. You know, and I definitely agree with Ski's, you know, intelligence as well. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think that at this table, the three of us combined, you know, are equal to one internet. But that's just, <laughs> but that's just because I know that you know, you know, eighty five percent of the internet is porn, and right. Ski's got those bases covered. Yeah, and then Darn you and I have got the other fifteen percent yeah. covered. <laughs> so, so who's who's got the Reddit stuff? <laughs> and well, who's that, got the what is it? The, you've uh, got the four chan. I know 4chan, that much. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like a crazy like thread for like conspiracy theories? I think crap? so. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. and it's funny because there are some of these things that at one point were really one thing, and have I mean, hidden truth, more hidden truth, more mainstream. There's one, there's one that's very popular right now that the name of it's escaping me, but I, I remember telling Cherry because Joey wanted to get onto it, and I was like, mm -hmm. I think that's a real like hardcore right wing thing. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, 
as I looked in, it's like it used to be, mm-hmm. but then they went away, and now gotcha. it's just more mainstream. Gotcha. Um, maybe Four Chan will make the same, mm-hmm. or maybe it already has. Yeah, I can't say that I've <laughs> ever been on, on it. Yeah, are you trying on True Social? Yeah. Proudboys.org. Yeah. He's like they have fair and balanced news. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they say so right here. Yeah. It's right, right in the tagline. Yeah. Isn't, that what, isn't that what Fox News says? I think so. Um, something like that, but that's, yeah, that's an awesome joke. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's my version of this. Our recap, okay. Yeah. Tide Six: The Wrath of Stan is the 18th episode of the seventh season of the popular TV sitcom The Golden Girls. It first aired on February 15th, 1992. Uh, this episode features writers and a director, but it also featured transportation by a man named Jeff Sparks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd previously handled the transportation for Herman's head, so you knew he was a man who could get shit done. Exactly. See, it's funny. You and I have a different amount of reverence for tradition. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have thought so many times, like, why the hell did I start doing these guest actors? I uh-huh. wish I didn't do that. I get an episode, like, I'm like, oh, God, uh-huh. there's nine guest actors on this yeah. episode, and all of them, it's their first time. Uh-huh. And I rue the fact that yeah. I ever started that, but I still do it, just yeah. like I've done it for the first 170 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> but you have no problem just changing it up here with the yeah. 10 episodes of the regular. I'm nothing if not committed to a bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I had like a moment of panic. Uh, I don't know how long ago it was, you know, in, in listener land. But I was just like, okay, I guess this is my new my new bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard of Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I guess I'm going to ride this out for another year. <laughs> and then you decide, you know, I think I'll go with this director thing. Yeah. Tell him about a sound guy. <laughs> So anyways, the episode's original air date is well known by history buffs. Here are a dozen things the more enlightened among us celebrate on February 15th. Uh, 1564, uh, Queen Muse Galileo Galilei was born. 1820, Ski's arch enemy, uh, Susan B. Anthony was born. (laughs) Uh, 1907, uh, Golden Girls guest star and forever good joker, Cesar Romero was born. Nice. 1914, mm-hmm. Golden Girls guest star Kevin McCarthy was born. Uh, he was the one percenter that wanted Blanche to be the governess for his kids. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, 1927, Golden Girls adjacent star Harvey Corman was born. Uh, 1937, Gregory McDonald, creator of Fletch, was born. Uh, 1943, unsung guitar hero Mike Bloomfield was born. 1951, Bond girl Jane Seymour was born. 1965, ironically forgotten singer Nat King Cole died. What what <laughs> Bond movie was she a, a Bond girl for? Um, Jane Seymour was uh, solitaire in Live and Let Die. Yeah. She was she was foxy. She was she was. Did you ever see where she was the um, that medicine woman? Yes, but yes. Doctor Quinn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She did a, her and the dude from Dr. Quinn did a funnier die. Um, and it was like Dr. Quinn morphine woman. <laughs> and basically like everybody in the village or whatever, they're just given a morphine. <laughs> and they're all strung out on the prairie. <laughs> uh, I got Gwen a shirt that says, um, just kind of along those uh, the lines of that time frame anyway, yeah. that says... Uh, Get in, losers. We're going to Oregon, okay. <laughs> and as you know, the the artwork type stuff from Oregon Trail uh-huh. on it. Yeah, I'm thinking about giving that to her on her 16th birthday when she gets a car. Yeah, because I funny. feel like that would be a perfect, you know, yeah. driving uh, like yeah. shirt. But it's um, 
uh, my wife makes me laugh, you know, every day, uh, but she got me really, really good today. Um, so we were heading, um, you know, somewhere. Um, anyways, we're going through, a, <laughs> we're going through some rural places. So you were primed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we were heading through, um, you know, some rural areas mm-hmm. of Indiana. And, you know, we're on, you know, the main road or whatever. And one of those side country roads was coming towards, um, you know, bisected it, whatever. Um, and there was um, an Amish buggy with like three Amish dudes and a horse, you know, pulling the, the carriage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the horse had on earmuffs, um, well, it looked to be earmuffs or whatever. And so I just pointed out, I was like, oh, that's nice. They bought their horse some Beats by Dre. <laughs> <laughs> and Cassidy's like, why did they do that? And I was like, well, because the horse likes the new school hip-hop while the Amish like the old school hip-hop, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. Yeah. And then Cassidy like, tried to take it up a notch, and she's like, well, what is the horse like? And before I could think of something to say, Helena says, Wiz Kalapa. <laughs> it's just really, really funny. That's very quick. Yeah. That's a very quick joke. That's yeah. very yeah, well never... matched for you. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, you're more than a deduction. <laughs> See, I just wasn't sure, too, because, you know, you have quite the self-deprecating sense of humor a lot yeah. of times. And so when you said she laughed every day, uh-huh. I th- made you laugh every day. Yeah. I thought you were going to be like, she tells me she loves me. Yeah. And I know. <laughs> In my heart. Right. <laughs> How could that be? Well, you know, the, um, just because the Amish, you know, don't want to use electricity doesn't mean the horse has any aversion to it. He didn't sign up for that. That's, That's right. right. Yeah, he's like, hey, I was just born into this. I just work here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to what I want to on my hours. Exactly. It's like, you want me fully to commit, you know, give me my own rum springer. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a 1980 American treasurer, Connor Oberst, was born. 1996, Golden Girls guest star McQueen Stevenson died. And then 2016, Punky Brewster and Police Academy star George Gaines died. So. Oh, for a second, I thought you were saying Punky Brewster, you know, like Silly Moon Fry died. And I was like, yeah. what? No, no, no. <laughs> she died seven years ago and I didn't know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I never watched the new Punky Brewster. Nah, neither I did I. Yeah. I think my wife and the daughter watched a few of the episodes. Did they like it? Uh, yeah. My daughter actually surprisingly loved the old series. Uh-huh. We got it on DVD, How and she watched. That be surprising! It was a fantastic series. It really was. No, no I'm just saying, like, because uh, it was older. I, don't, okay. I guess. Fair. Mm-hmm. But uh, to that end, I guess it's less surprising for one because she loved a lot of old '80s type stuff. She mm-hmm. liked Alf. She mm-hmm. liked uh, some other stuff. We watched uh, like Short Circuit together and the old V series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she loved all that stuff. That's awesome. very nice. It, did she make it all the way through Punky Brewster? I think she watched most of it. I'm not sure if we got the last season, maybe. Oh. But okay. uh, well, I don't know. I'd have to it, check. Okay. So there, you're saying there's still a chance she could trap herself in a refrigerator? Possibly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want to watch that final season just to be safe. I mean, in fairness, it's the only way to survive a nuclear attack. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That seems to be the consensus about the new Indiana Jones movie. It's like, better than the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Such a high bar. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, anywho. Um, the episode starts with Dorothy and Blanche enjoying their breakfast. Uh, Rose barges in and says she wants to talk about sex, baby. 
Uh, presumably, she also wants to talk about you and me and perhaps all the good things and bad things that may be. Uh, it turns out that Sweeps Week has hit. Wake up, Miami! And Rose is looking for topical shows. Uh, not sure why she came to Blanche. Uh, she's more of a topical ointment kind of gal. Uh, the Goldens debate a few more ideas for Rose's show, and Sophia bursts in saying it's time for her to get a new pair of shoes. As we recently learned, Sophia's got plenty of money and Dorothy routinely does without in order to purchase her some shoes, so the timing is kind of awkward. Uh, Dorothy tells Sophia that she's not taking her. Apparently, the shoe clerks at Shim Shacks aren't as committed to their jobs as Al Bundy is to his. Mm -hmm. And then just as a side note, I was trying to figure out if Shim Shacks was a real shoe store or not, mm -hmm. and I couldn't get a definitive answer. But I did come across a now-defunct Sophia Petrillo Twitter, Twitter account mm -hmm. called at Sophia underscore robot. And on September 16th, 2013, at Sophia underscore robot tweeted, I wish Shim Shack sold old lady Lucite stripper shoes. It sure would jazz up my twerking. Hashtag work bitch. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. So, uh, the remainder of the opening scene. Seems very clever. Yeah, yeah. The remainder of the opening scene takes the long way around to the fact that Blanche is going to take Sophia shoe shopping. Presumably, shopping for shoes will be the A story, and Rose's TV show will be the B story. There cannot be anything more crammed into this episode. <laughs> It was a solid enough opening scene. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. There were some good lines in there. I, yeah. I did like where Blanche was uh, suggesting the uh, possibility of for a possible story for Rose of <laughs> sex in New Russia. Is it worth standing in line for? Yeah. I thought that was funny. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Rose, when she was giving some of her options, one of them was, who's in charge of cheese? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would honestly be happy to watch a story about who's in charge of cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I care less about the uh, you know. Well, she's from Minnesota, so that's true. Um, yeah. It is the cheese capital yeah. of the U.S. Well, I would Wisconsin think. is more, but that's like, true. Yeah, yeah. Up, up north in general, they do love their cheese. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody loves cheese, though. Yeah. I mean, do you think there's like just one big cheese, and then there are like individual department heads who are in charge of like Swiss and Munster and cheddar and everything? I mean, you'd have to think so. But then, is that big cheese? Is it like a conglomeration <laughs> of all the different kinds of cheese or is it just like cheddar king and then everybody else falls in line or what is the king of the cheese mm, okay so you're saying that like say <laughs> cheddar is the most popular mm. like that guy you know that's his kingdom and he's like we're doing battle with the you know the sharp cheddar sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like and like you know the american cheese they've got like white and yellow are they yeah. going to against <laughs> each other mm. see i don't know i was thinking of it more of like just one cheese to rule them all, mm. you know, and then the darkness <laughs> bind you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what to bind you? In the darkness bind you. Yeah. So, but, um, I mean, I think, I'm sure there are a lot of perks um, to being, you know, head cheese, mm -hmm. but I'm sure the best one is being able to live atop Old Smoky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With somebody's meatball. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, let's see. There, the other thing I did think was funny too. Blanche was going over her uh, experiences, mm -hmm. apparently, you yeah. know, of going shoe shopping and something to the effect of uh, the shoe salesman like gripping the the calf. I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She got real hot and bothered describing it. Didn't yeah, she? I'm talking about. I guess I'm looking the upper skirt and. Dare I peek? Dare I look more? Dare I look where no eyes have looked before? Which yeah. that seemed that becomes awkward then because the only place where no eyes have looked before would be up the skirt of a little girl or something like that. 
I'm not a Blanche, for God's <laughs> sake. There have been many eyes that have oh, been yeah. before. I mean, I always assumed she had one of those, like, deli ticket things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, one of those kind of lines, like in Beetlejuice, where yeah. you're so far back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a little, little counterclock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah, I think that covered my, uh, the things that stood out to me in that first scene. Gotcha. Uh, so the second scene starts with the doorbell ringing and Rose going to answer it. Um, it's Uncle Angelo, and he's asking for Dorothy. Uh, we learn that she's gone shoe shopping with Blanche and Sophia. Apparently, when she learned it was underwear optional, she wanted to get in on that. Mm-hmm. Angelo says that he's got bugs in his apartment, and he needs Dorothy to take care of it. He says the bugs aren't conducive to the bachelor lifestyle he's trying to adopt. After faking the priesthood for 60 years, he's got some wild oats to sow. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, Rose offers to go back to his place, and Angelo jumps at the opportunity. He's not even, even dismayed when Rose says she's going to bring a camera crew with her. Uh, they head out, and we learn that Rose's B story might actually be an A story, and it might be a Dorothy story instead of a Rose one. Plot twist. <laughs> so, anything else on that second scene? Uh, no, I thought it was solid. Uh, I mean, it's solid continuation as yeah. far as that goes. I mean, to get us into the you know, crux of the story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are aspects of it, though, where it took a little bit of extra suspension of disbelief. Um, <laughs> just that Angela wouldn't think, oh, I probably shouldn't be pushing this. Rose wouldn't think about it as well, you know, mm-hmm. with the family connections that both mm-hmm. of them have. Yeah. Um, well, I'm surprised that, because Rose, eventually, doesn't she, like, is surprised that Dorothy owns the the apartment with uh, Stan? Somewhat. Like she didn't know or something? She, well, she says she forgot, but then, I mean, this is later on, so we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but she says something to the effect of like, oh, I'm sorry, I should have thought about it, the family angle. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that I should have thought about yeah, yeah, that I'd be hurting you. But it would have been more salacious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so th- that part it was a little, is a little difficult for me to swallow, mm-hmm. but overall, I mean, it certainly got us into the story well. Yeah. Yeah, it, if I recall, isn't Angela living there free anyway? Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. So assuming that hasn't changed, yeah, Not he's grand. really he's really dicking over <laughs> Dorothy and Stan here. It is rough if he has not contacted either one of them about the problem yet. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. it's really bad. Now, yeah. if he had contacted Stan, even if you're living somewhere for free, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you shouldn't have to live in squalor. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So. You should only live in squalor if it's by your own accord. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. I'm not trying to judge you if squalor is your preferred living method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, who are you to judge? <laughs> so the third scene involves Dorothy, Blanche, and Sophia returning from Shim Shacks with a new pair of shoes and an even newer balloon. Uh, we discover that Blanche has finally found an experience she wouldn't do a second time. Uh, the Golden sit on the couch, and Blanche attempts to determine why Sophia is so obstinate when it comes to shoe shopping. Uh, Blanche tells Sophia that she's ornery, unpleasant, and downright mean. In a strange coincidence, that was our last <laughs> iTunes review. Um, Sophia offers a bit of commentary on Blanche, and the next thing you know, Sophia's balloon has popped quicker than an expired King George prophylactic. Hmm. <laughs> uh, we learn that vanity doesn't have an expiration date. Sophia might be nearing 200 years old, but she's still a lady. Um, she's interested in looking cute from time to time. You know, as someone owns more shoes than his wife, I can relate. <laughs> uh, Rose returns to the Golden's Palace. Uh, she tells them to turn on the television and check out the news of the world. Angelo is going to be on the boob tube talking about the bugs he wants to pass off as shellfish. 
Uh, <laughs> Rose tells the Golden State Angelo's apartment building is run by slumlords and that her station is going to break the story. Uh, Dorothy reminds the audience that in an uncharacteristic bit of continuity, her and Stan own that building. Uh, they'd inherit it in the season six episode, Love for Sale, and that episode was seen by 22 million viewers. Uh, Rose, presumably, like the percentage of the 16 million people watching this episode, had forgotten that Dorothy and Stan owned Angelo's apartment building. Rose is upset with herself, but it's okay. Um, the local news discovered that the building was owned by Dorothy and Baked Potato Opener King, Stanley's Bornack. Mm -hmm. If Stanley's tombstone doesn't say Baked Potato Opener King, it's a missed opportunity. <laughs> and the scene ends with Johnny Law arresting Dorothy for her crimes and with Sophia offering to get her the best attorney Social Security can afford. Apparently, Sophia's committed to taking her 30000 nest egg to her grave. Right. <laughs> yeah, Dorothy can rot, um, but at least she'll have something that she can get in the inheritance. Exactly. <laughs> now, so. didn't uh, you, you made the comment that uh, maybe uh, Sophia's just an ordinary woman. Isn't there a running bit where they said the paperboy calls her that, too? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't recall that personally, but I, I did like that one. I think after, Dor or after Blanche says that, she says something else to Sophia that is kind of a compliment as well. Mm -hmm. um, but then Sophia says, thank you, you bed-happy relic. Mm -hmm. um, bed-hopping. Bed-hopping relic, yeah, yeah thank you. Um, uh, that was, calling her a relic, I thought, is a really good insult mm -hmm. to, to <laughs> really throw, the, throw at Blanche. Yeah. Um, and then I did like, too, that she was talking about her memory. She was like, hey, where's my balloon? Yeah, I really <laughs> like that. <laughs> That was a weird balloon, too, like a balloon on a stick yeah. as opposed yeah. to... I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense if you're like, well, we don't want to deal with helium, yeah, yeah. so this gives you the appearance <laughs> of having a floating balloon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Red Robin, they have theirs on the stick. Oh, do they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's see if there's anything else. Um, I think you covered everything else that I particularly noticed in that scene. Mm -hmm. Another solid scene overall. Yeah. yeah. I still think... Uh, I haven't found any inconsistency from... The AI depiction in yours. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost verbatim, honestly. Uh, exactly. You're going to save yourself a few stickers this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the next scene takes place at the courthouse, and because this is otherwise crime-free Miami, all of the reporters are there covering the case. Well, the right. Miami Vice were on it. Yeah, that's right. They keep it clean. Exactly. Ever since the Nug Man went to prison, they've got yeah. nothing else to do. So apparently Dorothy's been branded the big bug lady, and just this once I'll go along with those knuckleheads who shot fake news. Mm -hmm. uh, Sophia and Angelo take a moment to reconnect and to reconfirm that nobody's paying for his story. Uh, Stan arrives and tell, tells Dorothy that he's brought on new counsel for the case. Marvin isn't the kind of guy you want defending you against charges of being the 1%. When it comes to the court of public opinion, you want someone who's a bit more salt of the earth. We're then introduced to Stan's new solicitor, Tracy. Uh, Stan, for once, takes the enlightened position that you cannot assume someone's unintelligent merely because they're also eye candy. Take it from someone whose boyish good looks always give off the impression he's also a dullard. Stanley's <laughs> on to something. <laughs> I, I do like the idea that people just, you know, automatically assume you're going to be bad at your job and whatnot, but they're like, we'll keep him around, though, because exactly. you got to have so something nice looking. to look at in the office. Exactly. He looks like <laughs> Junior Smalls from Hee Haw, so obviously... <laughs> Well, I thought you were going to go with, he looks like... Uh, oh, the Steve name. Landisberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Still a contemporary heart throb. Exactly. Heart throb, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so Tracy tells Stan and Dorothy that D.O. Peterson will be trying the case, and he's the best that Dade County has to offer. His modus operandi involves treating the witness like they're biscuits. Of course, he butters them up before he breaks them in two. <laughs> 
Uh, once the trial gets underway, we see that D.A. Peterson using his charms to get Angelo and Blanche to say negative things about Stan and Dorothy. He elicits the most damning testimony for Sophia, and he had to pay her compliments to get her to squeal. All right. <laughs> Upon hearing that Dorothy had put Sophia in Shady Pines, their disorder in the court, uh, luckily Commandant Mauser is able to get things back under control. <laughs> Upon hearing that the uh, prosecution has no further witnesses, Dorothy asks if she can say a few words. That seems like the kind of thing that she could have testified to under oath, but since they didn't cover slumlord cases on Perry Mason, Matlock, or the Polly Shore Classic jury duty, I'm not really qualified to weigh in. <laughs> Uh, Dorothy tells Commandant Mauser uh, that she and Stan are willing to pony up for the bug man. Uh, he tells her that until she does, she's obligated to shack up with Stan at the Roach Motel. The scene ends with Dorothy worrying about the bugs falling under the spell of Stan's crabs. <laughs> now, so Matlock, <coughs> Matlock was Andy Griffith, right? Correct. Okay. Would you say Cor that you... Originally. It's going to be Kathy Bates next time. Oh, okay. Well, the original Matlock, yep. but... Um, would you say that you've seen a higher percentage of mm -hmm. Andy Griffith's work mm -hmm. or Polly Shore's work? Oh, um, definitely Andy Griffith's work. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I would say that I've seen 100% of the Matlock and probably 90% of the Andy Griffith show. Okay, fair enough. So, how much, what percentage would you guess you've seen of Polly Shore's, you know, IMDb work? Um, I've seen Jury Duty and maybe Biodome. Okay. I saw Biodome. I think I've seen Encino Man. Um, in, 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 in the army man? now. What about the one where he was in the went on the farm? Oh yeah, um, I've seen that one too. So I've seen five Pauly Shore movies. I well, guess you only got five, so you got a hundred percent. Oh no, really? I'm, That's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a larger list. But was than he that, in Encino Man? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I forget because like I think him and uh, Brendan Fraser and I don't know, there's somebody else. Oh, um, the um. I'm going to butcher the name, so I'm not even going to try it. But the Asian guy. Oh, yeah, from Indiana Jones. Yeah, um, yeah he was also in it because they were talking this year about, you know. At the Oscars. Yeah, those two that. got it, and Pauly Shore didn't get a nomination or oh. still hasn't gotten a nomination. <laughs> Just waiting. Just yeah. waiting. Yeah. His time's coming. Exactly. Uh, lifetime, his, lifetime achievement is what I'm guessing. He, he just needs his uncut <laughs> gems. Yeah. <laughs> if Polly Shore does get the lifetime achievement at the Oscars, I hope he wears Peter O'Toole's scarf. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got to have the finest weasel wear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. That and Temple Grand are probably my two favorite things <laughs> in Oscar history. Exactly. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, there was. Just to draw a little more attention yeah, yeah. to that um, part where he was uh, uh, interviewing Sophia. Mm -hmm. interview, that's not the word. Examining, cross-examining. Yeah, examining, yeah, yeah. Pro examining uh, Interrogating. Interrogating, whatever you call yeah. it. Questioning yeah. uh, Sophia. I, I did like that he says, yeah, in your words, Miss Petrillo, the words mm -hmm. of a beautiful, dignified person yeah. who's got a, a wild bond for a chick her age. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 what kind of person is your daughter? I thought that was a great, the yeah. wild bond for a exactly. chick her age. And then she just responded like, she put me in a home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah. I think that was my favorite line of the episode. Yeah, it was really good. I think me too. Honestly, that was pretty hilarious. He did uh, lay on uh, plenty of butter for everyone else, though, like you said. He did. He did. Now, have we gotten to the point where the sentencing has happened yet? Oh, yeah, we just covered that. Okay, yeah. I thought we did, but then uh, I did like to where, you know, Dorothy, when she's protesting the sentence, is like, but there are bugs there, and they'll think Stan is their leader. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that's all I got up to this point. 
so the fifth scene takes place inside Dorothy and Stan's tenement. Uh, they're escorted there to spend the night, and the other Goldens immediately start saying their goodbyes. Although I like that Sophia was hankered for Chinese, I especially liked Rosa's admonishment to learn a trade. <laughs> a little after the older Goldens have left, uh, Stan plays a mournful harmonica. Say what you want to about that baked potato opener, King, but the man knows why that caged bird sings. <laughs> Um, Dorothy tells Stan that uh, she's had enough of his mouth organ. Uh, he tells her that uh, he's going stir-crazy, and she points out that suicide is always the answer. Of yeah. course, when it comes to Stanley, Dorothy always thinks suicide is the answer. Right. Uh, Stan tries to take Dorothy down memory lane, but she's not having it. Uh, she tells Stan that he's not dissimilar to the uh, Three Dog Night song, Eli's Coming. He's a harbinger of bad things. Of course, the more popular interpretation of the song is that Eli's an inveterate womanizer, which also fits. <laughs> Uh, just as an aside, I'd never given any serious consideration to the Three Dog Night song, Eli's Coming, until I saw season one, episode 19 of the greatest sitcom of all time, Sports Night. There's a whole conversation about that song, and it's stuck with me ever since. Uh, so I didn't know. I thought somehow you were going to shoehorn season one, episode 20, about education. But then he threw me for a curveball there right at the end. So the prison scene ends with Dorothy promising Stan a conjugal visit, uh, but first he has to get her liquored up and bring her some flowers. Stan's, Stan heads out to get some yeah, hooch. He's, he's pretty excited. Yeah, and we're left wondering why they're just sitting in their tenement reading and playing the mouth organ if they're allowed to leave whenever they'd like. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah, yeah, we're going out to dinner mm -hmm. for the evening. Yeah. So anything else at the room? Uh, I mean... <laughs> Just to, again, this is giving a little more um, detail to one of the things you touched on already, but I did like when Stan was complaining about going stir-crazy, okay. her specific line was, Stanley, they let you keep your uh, belt and shoelaces. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was solid, yeah. but that's all I had there. Okay. So the final... <coughs> I apologize. Um, keep drinking water. Uh, the final in-episode scene takes place back in the kitchen. Uh, Dorothy returns home and greets Sophia. Uh, Sophia and her shoot biggies assume that Dorothy's busted out of the Who's gal. Uh, she tells Dorothy she knows a guy, and Dorothy will be looking even more like Gomez Adams by morning. <laughs> uh, uh, Dorothy tells Sophia that she didn't bust out, that she was released because the exterminator finally took care of business. Sophia asks Dorothy why she's not happier about this, and Dorothy says she's conflicted because of the night she spent with Stan. Sophia assumes the worst and asks Dorothy if she's taking Gloria's sloppy seconds again. Mm. Uh, Dorothy says that she refrained from sleeping with Stan, uh, but that she considered it. She and Sophia have a heart-to-heart, -heart, and the episode ends with a conversation about how Stan's like a comfortable pair of shoes that Dorothy just can't quit. If the at Sophia underscore robot Twitter account were still active, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they'd have a funny tweet about our Stanley's an AMC theater and he makes heartbreak feel good. That <laughs> 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 yeah. was my favorite. <laughs> my yeah, I like that a lot. And that is particularly, Brent's is bringing up something that is a real... Uh, I don't know, irritant for me. Yeah. AMC is where I almost always go. They have a very good reward uh -huh. program, and yeah. so that's why I'm very loyal to them. Uh -huh. But before almost every damn movie, they yeah. have to play that fucking Nicole Kidman yeah. commercial again. <laughs> well, There's been different variations of it, too, now. I mean, yeah, they've just cut down some of it, and in IMAX, they don't show most of it, which yeah. is nice. It makes me almost want to pay more for IMAX <laughs> just not to watch it. But commercial. they still have that line. Yeah. Um, is I remember, because, like, I watched the first time that I watched this episode for you know this whole recap and everything. It was just before we'd went to see um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, yeah. 
Um, so the episode was still fresh, and we're sitting there watching it, and then that line comes up, and I was like, oh, that's a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> so. You act like Polly and weasel that in there? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I knew I could find a home for it. Um, so anyways, um, and then this week's bonus scene involves Dorothy and Sophia back at the kitchen table. Uh, Dorothy tells Sophia that she's not getting her a golf cart. If Sophia wants something that's cheap and fun to ride, she'll hop on Blanche. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophia's response involves calling, wake up, Miami, mm-hmm. and telling him that the big bug lady is at it again. It's a funny little kicker to the episode. I don't know, those wake up Miamis that you've screamed in my ears <laughs> twice now, that may make me try to find a creative way to make you sound like an idiot. <laughs> that may inspire me to become more of an editor than I have been in the past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably not, but still. Uh-huh. I'm committed to the bit, so right. no turning back now. <laughs> I mean, by the time I get around to editing this episode, it will have faded. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Until it re- uh, yells in your ear again. Well, when I'm listening to it, and the listeners don't get quite as big of a shock to the ear as what um, gotcha. I get here in my headphones, but... You know, there was one line that you had mentioned about, or maybe not a line, but something that you said that jogged my memory of. I'm not, I'm not a big fan at all of uh, Family Guy or the mm-hmm. Cleveland Show. Yeah, yeah. But there's one line that I've always loved. I'm pretty sure it was, it was Cleveland who said it, but I think it was in the Cleveland Show, mm-hmm. if I recall right. Yeah. But he said, um, "Violence is never the answer unless the question is what is never the answer." <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. Um, well, we had we had a whole host of guests in that episode. Yeah. Um, a couple of them were, were repeats, of course. Mm-hmm. We had heard uh, we had uh, Herb Edelman playing Stan for his twenty fifth of twenty six times. Oh, one more. Yep, it's getting close to the end. Uh, Bill Dana playing Uncle Angelo for yeah. his final seven of seventh yeah. time, seventh of seven times. Getting sad to know that like we're no more Angelo, only one more Stan. Like mm. we're end of yeah. Know, it really does of. kind of bring. A lot of such closure. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it's odd how close we are to the actual end of now, the Golden Girls. Um, do these stats have any overlap with the Golden Palace? Um, I do mention they've been in Golden Palace, but no, not necessarily. No, they don't. The, when I say about how many, I'm yeah, a lot of these people wouldn't girls. really apply anyway. I guess. Well, I mean, Angelo quite. could because he's still Sophia's brother, right? Right. Yeah, and Stan could potentially be because he's still part of all their lives. Um, yeah. But no, the when I talk about the stats, I'm only talking about how frequently they've been in the Golden Girl series. Mm-hmm. Then we had a uh, Lane Davies. He played Peterson, D. A. Peterson. Mm-hmm. Um, Sixty-eight titles for him. This is his only Golden Girls. Um, he was in a couple episodes of, of Scrubs, mm-hmm. five episodes of Lois and Clark, eleven episodes of Whoops, mm-hmm. and a nine hundred and one episodes of Santa Barbara as Mason Camwell. And 114 episodes of Days of Our Lives as Evan uh, Wayland mm. or Wyland, but I've never been much of a soap opera watcher. But apparently, yeah. he was prolific, especially if you get into 900 episodes of a show. Oh yeah, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. Unless it's cops, right? <laughs> well, I guess that's impressive <laughs> too. Impressive, it's, yeah, it's own way. Um, I yeah. feel like How are you not in prison forever? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's someone just consistently getting away from the cops for minor crimes. <laughs> um, don't you feel like, you know, it was an ep- 900 episodes of Cops, but every episode was just him standing in the corner. They went that way. Yeah. <laughs> and he was always an extra. Exactly. <laughs> um, then we had uh, Jackie Swanson. She played Tracy. Uh, 31 titles for her, her only Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in uh, 24 episodes of Cheers as a Kelly Gaines and then Kelly Boyd. I assume mm-hmm. Marion Woody in that. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, I knew somebody who had a blue dress like that. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The devil. <laughs> that was real well done. <laughs> Closer than you know. <laughs> um, I think we knew before you did. Yeah. <laughs> if it's I can already figure out who I think it's If it's be. the devil that I believe you're referring to, but um, anyway, then we also had a uh, Ant Matrano played the judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, 143 titles for him, only Golden Girls. Um, 16 episodes of, uh, let's see, um, well, you played Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci in the History of the World Part 1. Mm-hmm. Um, was not asked back for Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, five episodes of Bewitched, an episode of Wonder Woman, and an episode of The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 16 episodes of Joni Loves Chachi. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite make out what I wrote there, but I <laughs> worked my way through it by the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then we had a uh, David Dottie. Go ahead. Talk about Police Academy. Uh, no, I guess not. Um, he was in a couple of them, wasn't he? Two or three. Commandant Mauser. He yeah. was in all of them. Oh, was he in all of them? Yes. I feel like I had... and I think the TV show too. Yeah, maybe you're. I, I'm surprised that I forgot to put that on the list. Yeah. Because um, I feel like I remember seeing all that, and then I think I got distracted by other stuff on his mm-hmm. list. So. Yeah. Um. Anyway, David Dottie, he played the police officer. 89 titles for him. His only Golden Girls. Uh, five episodes of Weeds, a couple episodes of Scrubs, mm-hmm. The Office. Uh, he was in Daredevil as the uh, drunken Englishman. Oh, nice. Um, and like had, the, the series? No, in the movie, the Ben Affleck movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then he had one episode. I'll Die on the Hill, the, the director's cut of the Daredevil. Ben Affleck, uh, ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Kicks ass. Well, I... Uh, oh, I've seen the director's cut. Oh, it's so amazingly good. Yeah, I mean... I. I I don't think there's anybody that's arguing with you on it, but I think mm-hmm. it's because the rest of us haven't seen it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it is something I'd like to watch at some point. Like, I would put it in the top five non-MCU Marvel movies. Okay. Probably right. in the top three. Top three, so... How is it... Is it significantly different than the theatrical release, mm-hmm. I guess? It is, yeah. So, top three. So, we'd have that. I'm assuming Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. And what would be the other one? The other non... MCU, Marvel movies. Um, oh, X-Men fuck, 1? I already know it is. Yep. Ang Lee's Hulk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I would say that's probably not a popular choice. Yeah. No, that's not. Yeah. But and it then I definitely... found out the top five Brit- Spider-Man 1 and 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> or 1 and 3. <laughs> 1 and 3. I rewatched Howard the Duck the other day. Oh, did you enjoy it? You know, the first, like, 20 minutes are a little rough. Um, but after that, it gets really good. Okay. You know? Very nice. I never Not saw great, it. But, oh, it's, it's really like, It's an 80s but, movie, right? Yeah, like 86. Um, like, they're going, it's basically, it's just, it's like Deadpool or whatever. They're like, just going out of the way to be, you know, shocking or whatever. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, here's a duck with breasts. You know, mm-hmm. oh, here's a duck masturbating. It's like, okay. Yeah. You know, but once it gets past that, it's just, you know. Is it, on, is it on a yeah. streaming service or anything? Uh, or you didn't rent it, did you? No, sure. I owned it. Sure, it's on Disney Plus. You can't find a masturbating duck on Disney Plus. You're not looking hard enough. Right. Yeah, I mean, Donald, that's all he does, right? That's why he doesn't wear the pants. Yep. <laughs> Easy access. Yeah. Well, I just said that David was also on one episode of Star Trek Voyager as a Nubari miner. Hmm. And then we had Cynthia Lee Clark. Like an underage Nubari? Or like one that like finds coal. I'd say one that finds coal would be my guess. I'm so. saying dilithium crystals. Oh yeah, Could probably. <laughs> I mean, this is Voyager, so I, it's not an 
if it was the original series, maybe he'd be an underage. <laughs> but this how this happened post uh, Golden Girls. I'd have to assume. Yeah, you know, he was digging for gold or crystals. <laughs> and then uh, Cynthia Lee Clark, she played the court reporter for her fifth of five uncredited Golden Girls episodes. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right. So ski real quick. I do have a. Bonus little feature here. Oh, bonus feature. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, so we can, I figured we can do it after we do the ratings. No, no, you, you do your feature. Okay. All right. So um, as you all know, you know, we offer up a free Sophia's Choice sticker to anyone who notices a mistake within our episodes. All right. And then today, as a will help get rid of some content or some excess stickers, <laughs> you know, we're offering a bonus opportunity to quote unquote spot the mistake. Mm-hmm. So we're going to return to chat.openai.com, uh-huh. okay, <laughs> and ask, is Sophia's Choice a good podcast? Uh-huh. So I'll read you the response, and if you notice anything inaccurate, feel free to contact Alan and claim your prize. <clears throat> so chat.openai.com, is Sophia's Choice a good podcast? Okay. As an AI language model, I do not have personal opinions or emotions, but I can provide you with general information about the Sophia's Choice podcast. Mm. Sophia's Choice is a podcast hosted by two friends, Bianca and Thomas, (laughs) (laughs) who review and discuss classic and modern movies. I love that they gave a disclaimer first. (laughs) The podcast name is a reference to the 1982 film Sophie's Choice, which is known for its difficult moral dilemma. The podcast has received generally positive reviews from listeners and critics who appreciate the host's chemistry and their in-depth analysis of movies. The hosts also inject humor into their discussions, making the podcast entertaining as well as informative. Behank is my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fan of movies and enjoy hearing in-depth analysis and reviews of films, then Sophia's Choice may be worth checking out. However, as with any podcast or form of entertainment... Personal preferences may vary, so it's best to give it a listen and decide for yourself whether it is to your liking. Don't imagine Alan's going to be giving away too many stickers with that spot on synopsis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, right from the headlines, really. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Bianca and Thomas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know Ski said he's a, B, he's a Bianca fan, but me, I'm all Thomas all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. So, long story short, I don't think we have to worry about the AI just yet. Okay. <laughs> it is. I'm, I am kind of impressed that picked out Sophia's Choice as the Sophie's Choice. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've talked about that several times. That mm-hmm. is quite the reach. <laughs> well, compared to everything else, you know what I mean? Computers. <laughs> uh, modern <Except>. wonder. <laughs> like, that AI didn't have to reach all the way around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's plenty of things I think to be impressed about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that connection is one that I would go with, but I oh, don't fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Not that much of a stretch. I'm just it is amazing what technology can do, regardless of how accurate or lacking that might be. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy looking at the Meryl Street movies to find out our names. <laughs> and to be honest, we do talk about movies frequently in this Sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, now I just feel like you're being an AI apologist. <laughs> you yourself said that they're our overlords and we need to be nutrients for them, right? They don't want us to pander. Oh. <laughs> so, 
Do you think that whoever wrote that AI, you know, the, I'm sure there are multiple AIs working together on <laughs> yeah. this, and that's obviously one of the dullards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, we need the AI to think that we have something to offer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we need them to keep us around. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, uh, well, our podcast. <laughs> the AI needs something to listen to. Yeah, another 20-some weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Brent, who got your uh, MVP for this episode? Um, I'm giving it to Sophia. Um, just again for the she put me in a home okay. line. I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ski? You might get mad at me, but I'm going to the DA because he had the best lines of the episode. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard for All me. the flattery. <coughs> I thought I, it was funny. It'd be hard for me to get mad at you because I did the same. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he kind of stole the show. And, and he was one who led Sophia to her line. So, yeah, that's um, true. But, yeah, so I gave it to DA Peterson as well. Okay. I'm not, you know, you know me. I infrequently, at the very least, uh, give it to non-core cast members, but mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody really stood out otherwise. And I really liked his portion. Yeah, of it. I did too. Yeah. So. That was funny. Uh, how many slices of cheesecake for you, Ski? I think I give this five. Okay, it was, it was a little above little, middle of the road. Yeah. Okay. How about you? A six. So a little bit more. Uh, I was only four and a half. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was fine, but it just. Again, there's some aspects of it where the suspension of disbelief was just a little bit much for me. Um, I mean, I was glad that even though Stan's name was in the title of it, it really was not that <laughs> yeah, much of the episode. Yeah. So yeah. that was a positive uh, in my in my eyes. But overall, mm-hmm. all right episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just walked on Brent's grave. <laughs> to urinate so bad, <laughs> been holding it. <laughs> Well, I do have a um, a lengthy story <laughs> that I wanted to tell. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> no, I don't have anything else. So, um, do either of you two have anything else before we release Brent to the toilet? <laughs> it's pronounced toilet. <laughs> it's toilet, Brent. <laughs> I am ready to stay golden. Okay. <laughs> well, don't say golden. <laughs> <laughs> stay golden, showers. <laughs> stay golden, Coco. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at sophiaschoicepc. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.